We, I think he's, uh, I'm not sure, Joe Biden is a sensei. Uh, we also have <laughs> Wean Dog is here. What's it's up, gonna dude? It's going to be a great show. We're waiting for uh, Greg Romero Wilson. We got Casey Kenny joining us. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I am so happy because I went back to stand-up comedy uh, this week, and I actually did my first live show in six months. Awesome. And comedy, it's like, it's like heroin. It's like I got my fix, you know, um, I don't know, Don. Have you ever had that? Like when like you haven't fought in a while and you get back in the get back in the cage of the octagon, it's it's the best feeling in the world, right? Yeah, I don't I didn't bomb as bad as you did, so you know, it was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. And I gotta say, uh, Greg's here. I gotta say, you know, I was t- I was talking about Greg. It was my first live show back in like six yeah. months. And I gotta say, as much as I hate those Zoom shows because it's like stand-up comedy without the laughter uh, yep. <laughs> or, or anything. You got to be used to that, though. That's, that's your gig. Well, I'm telling you, the live shows, those Zoom shows helped a lot because I was actually able to, uh, to you know, I, I had my jokes down and I kind of had, had, like, the beats and, and where, to, where to go. So I got to give it – it was like running without weights. You know how you run with weights for a long time? Right, right. So – and the thing was is that the crowds that came – wanted to laugh it wasn't like anyone got anyone that's coming out during covid to a live comedy show doesn't get offended needs to laugh people were thanking me afterwards going we need to, this is some fucked up times right now thank you nobody walked out uh it was it was an amazing could you imagine how bad you gotta be to walk somebody during this you know i mean there's only like three things you can go do they finally get to go do one and, yeah. and then they're like, yeah, no, not this. No, it was, it was awesome. I had like 30 new minutes of jokes. So I was super happy. And, you know, it was hard because I, I drove to Arizona with my wife. And we're, we're fighting because, you know, I sometimes don't think before I speak. And I said something where, like, uh, you know, the kids are better off growing up with a mom and dad together. And I forgot that my, my daughter was raised by a single mom. Uh, and then my daughter, my, my wife raised by a single mom. I was about to say, wait a minute, this doesn't. I was like, what are you telling us, Adam? What are you telling like, us? And then she's like, well, I turned out okay. I'm like, well, I didn't mean you. And then that, that created a fucking shitstorm of me going to statistics of how many kids are, how many people in jail were raised by single families. <laughs> like there was just so then I finally get there. Uh, you couldn't just apologize. That never came up as an option. No, it never does. Uh, so never. Then it's six hours of driving. I get to the comedy condo. They don't have the keys for me. They hit it, the wrong key. So now I got to break into the condo, which is in like a, a complex. So now I'm like hopping fences, going behind. I forget that Arizona's like open carry. So anyone could just like blast me for breaking in if I get the wrong condo. Uh, so it was just one of those things um, where I got in, but it was fine. But no, my wife had to, had to work. So the whole day I'm like with my daughter all day long and then doing comedy at night. And so I'm like, why did I bring my family? I've, I've been with them for the last six months. I could have had this weekend free, but I'm super happy I did. We went to, we did like the train thing. We did that. 
uh, and there were so many uh, fighters that came and supported, which was which was awesome. I saw Ricard Close came with Courtney Casey, which is funny because like they're both fighters in a relationship. So from the stage, I was like, "Hey, uh, Courtney, is Ricard like in bed the way he fights, where he's good for five minutes and he gasses out and goes to sleep?" <laughs> and that guy, he was dying laughing. And then uh, Rob Emerson came, who Rob Emerson, his first fight, he was in jail. And his first fight ever getting out of jail was against Jens Pulver, the champion. It was oh, like wow. a movie. And, and, and he went the distance with him. Like, that wouldn't happen today. And I was like, where do they, was it like Rocky, where they like, remember when Apollo was looking for opponents? And he was like, this guy's the Italian. Like, I mean, how do they find the guy in jail to fight him? Which was awesome. He came. And then, uh, what's his name, came to fight? Henry Cejudo came, the champ. Yeah, I oh, saw that. Had, That's awesome. He had a whole crew with him, and I'm like, well, I got I to roast him. I have to. So I'm on stage, and I'm like, Henry, I was there when you won your fight. It was awesome. You know, you walked around like you were five feet tall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Henry was the only fighter that goes into the ice bath wearing floaties. Uh, thank God I heard him laughing, so I'm like, uh, should I keep going? But he was, he was awesome. And then afterwards, his buddy was there who was like a battle rapper, and he was rapping against the first comics. So I felt like we were in, like, negative four mile because it was just like a oh crazy my gosh. <laughs> but it was awesome and jamie varner came and jamie varner i go you had the knockout of the year it was on yourself because he knocked himself out during one of his fights so it was but it was awesome i was so happy and tracy cortez came who's probably the hottest female fighter in mma she is gorgeous she's uh, hot better looking in person and she's cool and i give her a lot of credit because i looked her up she's been through a lot of shit in her life and uh Really come out strong, so undefeated fight. I think she might have lost one so far. She's eight and one, got a fight coming up. So uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that I got my fix. I got my live comedy fix back. Uh, Don Fry, how you doing? Good. I wish you'd have called me and reminded me. I'd have maybe went up there and, and watched. You know? Oh man. Well, the last time you watched, I got thrown out of the club for insulting the waitress. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but how was how was your weekend? What did you do? did I do? Shit. I went down to uh, Sierra Vista um, and picked up my bulldog. We got my, my buddy Jeff. He took her down there for the weekend. Um, and uh, she just jumped in his truck. She wouldn't get out. So he, he had to take her, you know, for a few days. And I'd go down there and pick her up. So that, that was about the extent of my, my weekend, you know. So got I'm doing a lot better with my back, uh, the, the physical rehab's been working. So, shit, yesterday as I was walking, you know, if I wasn't driving, I was walking, standing up, you know, not perfectly straight, but, you know, like, a bit like a hunchback, look at you, you know, so. Great <laughs> <laughs> uh, try. What are you doing next weekend? Oh, uh, you know, I'm probably going to go and uh, I'm going to eat a cactus. That's the first thing I'm going to do. That's my breakfast. I'm going to eat a cactus. Then I'm going to build a tank out of old cigars. <laughs> and uh, that, that would then fire those off. And, and, uh, and then I'll probably take a nice, uh, you know, I got these new bath bombs uh, that are actually made out of nails. So I'm going to take wow. a bath, uh, bath bomb. That sounds like a real manly hey, boy, I tell you what, Greg, you need to get even with whoever gave you that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I, it's not my best hair day. Not my best hair day. It's uh, not even, holy shit. I, wouldn't I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what happened. It didn't go right. It's also uh, the background. I do the visual, the virtual background. It makes it look weird. 
Greg, how how was your how was your weekend though, for real? Well, uh, you know what? Friday night was poker night, and I got I got so drunk uh, that I was pretty much hung over for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> like, I mean, I kind of ruined the weekend by getting entirely too drunk on Friday. Uh, but then Monday was good. I felt better. And uh, Ween Dog. Uh, dude, I had a great weekend. I saved uh, my friend from an overdose on my Twitch stream. I was just streaming, playing games with my friend, and all of a sudden, it sounded like he stopped breathing. You know, it's no big deal. It happens to us sometimes, but <laughs> no, I called no, his little brother. No. I said, go check on your brother, and he went and saved him, and, you know, long story short, I saved somebody's life on my Twitch stream, so if you want to see just heroic action like this, go to twitch.tv slash wingdog, <laughs> and trust me, it'll be worth it. You want to see heroic action like this? <laughs> I'm serious. You, you want to see someone? You want to see a real superhero saving lives? Follow me on Twitch. Uh, yeah. So, um, what game? So, what game were you playing when you realized your friend was dying? We were playing a game called League of Legends. Okay, yeah, League of Legends. That's a huge game. I mean, huge, they have those. Yes. They have those giant. Uh, like they have. They sell out Staples Center every yeah. year to do the big finals. Yeah. of League of Legends and a lot of it's like esports like you know a lot of people don't realize how big it is but that they sell that fucker out yeah it's gigantic and I will not be attending one of those things on the stage as a gamer com com competitor we'll talk about the fights for a second uh the forgot a lot we got a lot, we got a lot to uh, handle here so Overeem versus Sakai you watched the fight Don yeah it was great man he did a hell of a job did you really watch the fights I saw the clip. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> now, um, look, like we all predicted that Overeem was going to win this fight because he beats guys that are he should beat, and he loses to the guys I think he thinks he should lose to. Um, but he did some dangerous things where he would line up, he would back up against the cage and just let the guy punch him. Uh, and not just once, but like over and over. You know how like some yeah. boxers do that? Yeah, but I, yeah. But I feel like that was a really dangerous game to play in MMA, in boxing, maybe it's a little easier because guys aren't throwing elbows at you or, or kicking or they can't take you down. And it, look, the gamble worked out for Overeem. He won the fight. But I think he kind of got, I wouldn't say lucky, but he was lucky he wasn't against a, a harder striker. Because if he does that against a guy like the Black Beast or other guys, he's going to get fucked up. Uh, Don, your thoughts? Yeah, I uh, it looked a little shaky to me, but, you know, like you say, it's different in boxing because you have so many more weapons to use in MMA. So he, he took a hell of a risk, but, you know, he's man enough to, to pull it through. He did it. Would you ever do that? Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, thoughts on the fight? Man, I, was thinking, I thought he was doing like a Noguera. When I saw him do it, I thought he was doing like a possum. You're like Noguera when he would act like he was injured just to get you close and then come back. That wasn't the case. He literally was just taking shots. And I thought that was weird, too. I was like, okay, that's not, that's not on purpose. And you're right. I mean, I he, he, he could have lost that if it had gone to decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ween Dog? I thought it was a great fight. I like this new Alistair Overeem. I think he's training in Colorado now. Yeah. He's training with like uh, people like Curtis Blades. So his wrestling has greatly improved. His ground and pound is impeccable right now. He's on. He's won like five out of his last four fights, or five, five out, out of his four. last not yeah. four, yeah. Uh, six, whatever yeah. it is. But he's on a tear right now. So it's just he's old. He's what forty three years old. I don't know where he goes from here. Does he go fight Derek Lewis? You know. 
that's he's very old right now. He well, should. It seems like a retiring. Black Beast wanted to fight him because the Black Beast kept yeah. throwing every every round to the other guy 10-7, 10-6. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. Uh, now our buddy lost Alonzo Manifield. Yeah. You know what? I mean, the Contender Series is like a blessing and a curse because it's a blessing where you get guys that are maybe uh, you know should be looked at or guys giving guys a second chance or chance. The bad part is that maybe if the guy would have stayed in the LFA or the RFA or even like a Bellator a little longer, maybe he'd be more groomed to when he gets to the big show. Because it seems like yeah. Alonzo Menafield is better than everybody who's like 15 down, but then ranked 15 down. But then he gets to that higher level, and he seems a little lost because he's knocked out everybody else in the first round. So he doesn't know what the fuck to do. I, I, it seems like he's sort of a little bit like, what should I do? And against a guy like OSP, he also got knocked out for the first time in his career. And I think that uh, I think that that's also could be a blessing, Don, because I think a lot of guys think that they can't get knocked out until they do get knocked out. And they fight a lot safer after that point. Is that what happened to you? Yeah, I, I got 10 foot tall and bulletproof. And... Uh... You know, I got too cocky. I didn't train as hard. And uh, then in, in the cage walks Mark Coleman and uh, beat the piss out of me, you know, for nine and a half minutes. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I just, I was just, a, I just a punching dummy to him, you know, and a, and a, and a workout dummy. And I deserved mm-hmm. it. Uh, that's what happens. And, you know, it helped me pull my head on my ass. After he shoved my head up my ass deeper, you know, <laughs> but who was the who was the first guy to get knock you out cold? Out cold, cold. Yeah. I don't know. It happened. Uh, I got knocked out a couple of times doing the pro boxing. Um, but I think first I anybody who who knocked me out was LeBanner. LeBanner. <laughs> Crazy part, he's not not talking to anybody. There's no one next to him. I'll tell you who looked great, and it's a, a, a great case of less is more, is that guy Michael Pajaya. Because so oh. many times, you know, it, he's got to be the most frustrating guy to coach ever because he does all these, like, forward cartwheel kicks and spinning off the cage and all this crazy stuff. But if he just tones it back a little bit, he's actually a good fighter. A great fighter. Um, yeah. And, and he did that this time. Uh, but that guy's going to be dangerous for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people. Um, and uh, well, that, that just drives me crazy. It makes me want to grab a fly swatter and go after him. You know? <laughs> well, that's what I kept thinking. I was like, clearly, you got to just you gotta wrestle this guy. You got to grab him and, and take him down. I mean, because otherwise, he's going to be dancing around and doing that shit in your face. And it seemed to really get to that guy in the head. The other guy, what's uh, Imagine Amadiev? Amadiev, yeah, that he seemed to really by the end, like at first, he 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 seemed to think it was a game, but then by the end, because he kept like when he was like, like looking at his hands and slapping the shit out of him. I mean, he really got in his head, man. And it was like, dude, you have get it, tackle this motherfucker, stop him from dancing around. Well, guys from Dagestan aren't known for their senses of humor, uh, <laughs> yeah, he didn't like. You gotta do like the old Dusty Rhodes uh, bull rope match or Terry Funk Funkhouse match, you know? Get in there with the rope and tie it around each other's ankles, you know, or each yeah. other's wrists. 
they can't run away. Well, I mean, yeah. I've never been in. I never had a comedy show and go. I hope the crowd's from Dagestan tonight. You, you know, like. I, <laughs> <they're> not, <laughs> Uh, but I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't, I mean, it was really incredible domination. I mean, he dominated him. Yeah. It was, it was, and it was so much fun to watch. That guy is entertaining as fuck. Yeah. If he could stay on his feet and get to do all that stuff and win fights, it was entertaining as hell. I mean, he was really pulling off all that crazy Superman stepping off the cage shit and all that. But really the slapping when he would look at his own hands, like, I'm going to slap you. And then he would fucking slap the shit out of him. I was I was just like this is fucking crazy. This what about guy, the stoppage I was like, though? I was like, no, is not this good? He's got a great future in the WWE. That's for sure. He absolutely for does. Sure, man. Don, Don, who was the person? Who, what was the maddest you ever been in the, in the octagon or the ring? What's that now? What's the maddest you ever been? Like, have you ever been actually furious and while you were fighting? No, no, I stood off all my emotions before the fight. You know, so. I, you know, I, I just go in there with a blank, you know, just just like a fucking shark, you know? <laughs> That's Adam's approach to parenting. Yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> he just shuts up all his emotions and goes back in there. Uh, to yeah. life, actually. Uh, what, about, what, about, uh, what about during pro wrestling? Did anybody ever hit you harder than you wanted to be hit? Oh, yeah, but, you know, it's called a receipt, you know, because I, I would screw up. They wanted me to be stiff. Uh, real stiff, but I guess they didn't tell the, my opponent, the guy I was working with, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I I I I'd pepper them, and they give me a receipt, you know. So that's how I broke my damn neck, you know. Uh, doing pro wrestling is, uh, you oh. know, guys went after it. Now you always hear that like some like shoots that go wrong, like it's supposed to be a, a regular wrestling match ends up in a real fight. Does, does that really happen? Oh yeah, oh yeah, guys, guys get pissed, or else you know the um, the promoter will tell you, you know, hey, this guy's causing problems. I want you to put the boots to him, you know. Yeah. And, you know they 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 told me to go stiff on Vader, you know, and and I I went stiff. I didn't I didn't think I went as stiff as what he thought, but uh, him and uh, Steve Steve Williams, Doctor Death. You know, after the after the match in the locker room, you know they were talking. They they thought I was out there trying to kill the guy. Wow, on Vader. On Vader, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember Vader. I remember him from a Boy Meets World episode. He was I, a big, he was a big <laughs> athletic fucker. He could, he got in pro wrestling. He would stand up and do a handstand to walk around the walk around the ring. You know, wow. guy, guy, athletic as hell. How come you never went to the WWE? Uh, let's see, back in 97, I think, um, Scott Frazzo and I went up there for an interview and, uh, you know, Frazzo was a used car salesman <laughs> and, uh, he had that attitude. He went there and told him how, how we were going to change things and how we wanted it and all that. And they showed us the door. <laughs> 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 that's awesome that's awesome now uh ryan kelleher versus ray rodriguez the guy i know they call him ray the judge you've had him on the podcast before there's a guy that um i like ray a lot but if anybody ever needs a sports psychologist it's this dude because every time he steps up he doesn't fight the way he does when he's on in the lfa or like a, a lower tier he just can't 
something happens and I, I get it. it you know you start doubting yourself or whatever but like he knew that brian he must have known brian kelleher is amazing at the guillotine i mean that, everyone knows that and he went in for a double leg left his neck out there um yeah okay uh, I guess I, I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it happens. Uh, but if there's ever a need for a sports psychologist, that's the guy. All right. Now let's talk didn't about. He take, didn't he take it on like half a day notice? Yeah. Yeah. Notice he was like, like basically like in the crowd. They were like, come on down. and fucking Yeah. Play. <laughs> You're up. <laughs> He's like, um, now. Let's that's talk like when you go to hang out at a show and they're like, you want to go up? And you're like. Fuck yeah, I'll go up, and you, oh, yeah. you're the next nomic on. <laughs> you just happen to be there hanging out. They're like, hey, you want to fight this guy? We just lost one. It's basically what happened. Now, we got some MMA news. Uh, first of all, Nick Diaz is coming back. Um, he announced, his manager says he's coming back. Who should he fight? Uh, already, what's his name? Um, Darren Till wants to fight him. That would be a good fight. I don't know. That's a tough fight for Nick Diaz, taking, what, four or five years off or however long? Six. I think it's been six. Six years, but you talk about the shit talk going on in that fight. I mean, those are uh, that'd be a good fight. Uh, do you who would you like to see Nick Diaz fight? Greg, Ween Dog, Fry. <laughs> Which one you want, boy? Don or Greg? <laughs> he asked all of us at the same time. <laughs> uh, anybody, you guys think I'm trying to think right now? No one's coming. To mind. I think he would. I think the Robbie Lawler fight would be a great fight, oh, just based on. off of how Robbie has looked, and you know, it would be a rematch. I think because I don't know if you want to give Nick Diaz like a top ten or even a top fifteen fight for his first fight back after six years, you know. I think the rematch aspect of that makes sense. I mean, and yeah, both, I mean you, already, you already know you already know where Lawler's at, so at least you get an idea of where Nick is. Yeah, but they're paying him so much money; they're not going to want to put him up against a guy that yeah. no one's ever. Heard. I mean, that not that Robbie Lawler. People, the way that Robbie's looked in his last couple fights, people are not going to be excited for that fight. I mean, no. they're not. Unfortunately. Yeah, maybe uh, uh, like a Leon Edwards or even Masvidal, if a little bit past the Masvidal versus Nate too. You know, yeah, that like would that. be kind of cool. Brother versus brother. All right. No, fight. That, that, that was a fight I, I was going to suggest, Masvidal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Masvidal got called out by uh, that guy, Michelle Perret. That would yeah. be a fun fight to that watch. That would be a hell of a fight. That's what I was thinking. I was like, isn't Masvidal, like, I mean, throw him at Masvidal right off the bat, coming back after, I mean – I don't know. That seems like it's. I think that's it's too much. Um, hey, he's hey, got, the, hey, he's got the belt. He's got the fucking belt. Come on, he's got to defend it. Yeah. Yeah, but Nick Diaz. I mean, I don't know. I just think well, it's too soon to throw him at. Just throw give him, him Conor McGregor. Let's just do Nick Diaz versus Conor McGregor and get on with our lives. Tell me, you tell me you wouldn't <laughs> want to watch that though. Oh, I'd pay yes. for it. Uh, now, uh, now, um, on my on my uh, Twitter account under Adam Comedian uh, Ween Dog. If you want to pull up this clip, so this has nothing to do with, with MMA, but I, I want to get. I know Greg's a football fan. You're an expert. You have your own podcast. Uh, your own, right? What's it called? Fantasy yeah. football, harsh reality. Right now, it, these three girls have a podcast, and one of them says that Odell Beckham likes to be shit on. Uh, that Odell. Right, Beckham, right, right, right. I've heard about this. It's going around today. Yeah, Odell Beckham flew the girl on a plane. And said, don't take a shower for 24 hours. I want to take a, I want to see a video of you taking a shit. And then she shits on him, on his chest. Uh, do you believe this? And what's going on with this world right now? <laughs> I think he's uh, going to 
He's gonna be the Biden's running mate, right? <laughs> uh, I think Biden already has a running mate, uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, but it just. I mean, is this what we're doing now? Do people have too much money? Is that the problem? Where I think it's, I think it's, you know, when you're a guy like that, he's like, because listen, he's rich, he's famous, and he's good looking. And he has been all these things for a while. I think at a certain point, just getting pussy is just gets old. It ain't even a, it ain't even a challenge, you know? You got to do something weird just to get off. And it's like, you get, and, and then you get, you get shit on your chest. It does seem like it goes from like, I remember Jake the Snake Roberts was saying, it starts off with like you and your wife, you and a girl, then a threesome, then a foursome, then you're watching two girls go at it. You just keep, keep lifting it. Next thing you know, you're right. in um, do you think, <laughs> Now, I mean, do you think this is what's going on where, I mean, but why is he, why, why this? Uh, Don, have you ever had a girl shit on you? Uh, is, that, is that something you're into? Or how, what's the most number of girls you've had shit on you at one time? Well, I had two ex-wives, so that's pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the divorce. They shit on me hard during the divorce. So, of course, yeah. of course. But I mean, did you? But you know, you know a lot of professional athletes and wrestlers. They're into some weird stuff, right, Don? Did they ever try to get you into their like cult? Partner, I'd lock the door. I'd hide. Lock the door and hide. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's that. Uh, also, uh, if you want to go on Instagram, Wean Dog, Mike Kogan, uh, under Mike Kogan, he he posts a video of Luke Rockhold sparring, and they're going at it. Him and uh, forgot the guy's name. Really good fighter, the go, the guy that uh, that just beat somebody in the UFC. I think he beat um, uh, Jordan Mean, uh, the good fighter in Bellator, and they're going at it hard. And I know that Conor McGregor's coach, uh, Coach Kavanaugh, says, this is how you shorten guys' careers. There's no point to this kind of sparring. Other people were saying, no, iron sharpens iron. Don, what's your thoughts on hard sparring? Uh, it's completely fucking stupid. That's why all those guys in AKA were injured, you know. You got to be able to get to the goddamn uh, championship fight, you know, in order to be a champion. You know, if you get hurt in practice, how are you going to defend the title? You know, or how are you going to win the title? That's just fucking stupid. You know, the 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 sparring partner is the one supposed to take the fucking hits, not the not the guy going to fight. Yeah. Okay. I kind of I, I agree. It seems like uh, what's the point of this? Uh, Wind dog, uh, bring it up when you can. How do you uh, spell Cole Kogan? A O G A N. Um, and then well, also, and that's the thing. Not only that, I mean, how many times does it ruin the fight that you're training for because you end up going in there with an injury already and it, and it ends up costing you the fight? Well, that's what I just said for five minutes, Greg. Weren't you listening to what the hell I was talking about? Yeah. I was listening, but I'm saying, yeah, yeah, same point. Yeah, same point. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> what they got to do is they got to hunt their own animal and they kill it with their bare hands. Then you rip out the heart and you drink the blood, and now you're ready for a fight. Uh, by the way, Don, I don't know if I told you, I, I ran into Chuck Liddell uh, at a party <laughs> last week, and I was talking to Chuck, and he told me that the night before Randleman, did I tell you the story? The night before Randleman yes. knocked out, I told you that until Don knocked out Crow Cop, Chuck Liddell said, they asked him, uh, what should we do tomorrow? Coleman and, and uh, Randleman, they go, you don't have a plan? And they said, no. So they went into the fight the night before, and he goes, well, you want to be all the way in or all the way out? Next day, he knocks out Crow Cop. Uh, these guys didn't have plans back then? 
Yeah, I think they're pulling they're pulling Chuck's leg, you know. <laughs> oh really? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But then he said that uh before he fought Fedor, Coleman asked Chuck, How do I defend an ankle lock? Uh and he told uh, a, a heel hook and he taught him how to fight a, a heel hook the night before. Is is that possible? Oh yeah, that's real possible. Absolutely. I mean, you you, you try and gather as much knowledge or any knowledge, you know, um, up to the last fucking second, you know. I mean, if, if you're walking in there and uh, the guy, you take off your slippers, you know, and, and uh, you give everybody a hug and the guy greases you down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if you go, hey, watch out, this guy's heavy on the left hook. All right, well, you know, you, you, you absorb everything you can. Wow. That, that's just wild. Those guys are that. Those are the good old days, man. I, I like miss old MMA. I, I mean, I love the new stuff, but the new, the new guy too. But the old guys were just it was just characters without trying to be characters. You know, it seems like now it's like it's like these guys get together and go, okay, I'm gonna be this guy. I'm that guy. But you guys were just you were just yourselves. And just a menagerie of misfits, you know. Exactly. I, I I told Chuck that Tito Ortiz is running for is running for state assembly. He should run against Tito. Uh, it, that would be hilarious. That would be so great. That would actually be the best thing to happen to both their uh, careers. Well, yeah. Chuck says he thinks he would beat him. I honestly think he probably he might. An Orange yeah. County. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. He's the Huntington Beach bad boy. He, he has a lot of uh, sway down there. But so does Chuck yeah, Liddell. Tito can That's formulate true. a sentence. Tito can formulate a sentence. You know, I, I don't know if Chuck <laughs> is still capable of doing that. Really? <laughs> but can he, though? All right, so fight's coming up this week. In Bellator, we got Phil Davis versus Machida. Uh, Machida never wins a rematch. And I think it's because guys have no idea what's going on in the first fight, and they kind of figure it out by, like, round three, and it's over. The fight's over. Uh, where in the rematch, they kind of get a, a better sense of what's going to happen. Phil Davis is a guy that he's so overlooked. I mean, he's only lost – he has five losses, but I think those Bader fights could be overturned. I mean, not overturned, but those could be contested where uh, you could say that Phil Davis won that fight. Um, and then he lost to Rashad Evans in his prime, Anthony Rumble Johnson in his prime, and Nemkov, who just knocked out Bader by split decision. He's a guy that no one ever talks about, and I don't know why. He doesn't really cause that much controversy. He doesn't talk much shit. He's just a, a good fighter and a nice guy. But I hope Phil wins because uh, I like Phil. Also, he's a buddy of mine. But Machida's also one of those dudes just so fucking hard to fight and hard to look good against. Uh, almost nobody does unless you knock him out in the first yeah. Do you expect him to look better or do you expect him to look slower? I think Machida will look slower. I think eventually. See, exactly. I think so too, which makes yeah. him less, much uh, easier to pin down than the Machida of old. I mean, Machida of old was very awkward and, you know, he, I think now he's slower and definitely easier to get to. I mean, this isn't the same Machida, you know what I mean? So, we're, so I'm picking Phil. Are you picking Phil? Oh, yeah. Uh, Don? Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's, that's my choice. You know I mean? Uh, Machida's always aggravated the piss out of me because he, he runs. <laughs> he doesn't fight. He runs. And that, I, I just hate that, you know? They uh, are very know. boring fights. They are. He avoids contact a lot and, you know, and waits and waits and waits to pick his moment. And you're right. He can't make it. I mean, it can make for a very uninteresting fight, but I think he finds him this time because he's just—he's older and slower. We know he's a, he's a smart. Fighter. 
I got Phil Davis winning easily. I mean, Machida's 42. I'm not sure how old Phil is, what we see. Phil Davis is 35, so there's, what, a seven-year age gap. Uh, I think Phil wins this fairly easily, in my um, opinion. Also on this card, Kat Zingano, uh, who um, – I like Kat. Kat's a Kat's – yeah. she's, a, she's, a, she's, a, she's a good egg. Uh, she's fighting uh, Gabe Holloway, who's six. This is what the problem with Bellator is. They, they, they give you the gimme fights, and I believe this is a gimme fight. This girl's six and five. Kat Zingano, yeah. I don't understand why they're making this fight. Maybe they're trying to introduce the fans to Kat Zingano and Bellator, and they want to give her a fight to make her look good, to build her up. But That sounds exactly right. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't make any sense to me because, you know, just make it a little bit more competitive. Who knows, though? I mean, we haven't seen Kat in a while. Uh, we've seen Kat look amazing, and then we've seen Kat look like she doesn't want to be there. So uh, I'll, I'll tell you, did Don leave? Don just left. All right, we got Casey Kenny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <Dead Man. laughs> I thought I thought Don had left like his kid in charge or something. Like, yeah. here, look at my like look Don, at my kid uh, for a minute while I go squirt out a deuce. Or he like, just got, like he, like just got much younger. Uh, like Don <laughs> just went back in time. So Casey Kenny, who came to my show on Thursday night, thank you, Casey. Uh, for sure, man. It was uh, it was a pleasure. Had a lot of fun. It, it was great seeing you, man. Uh, congrats on everything, bro. You're uh, what's your record now? Like twelve and two or something? Yeah, fourteen and two. 14 and two. 14 and two. Uh, you've won like your last six out of seven. I was, I was, I was looking at your. Uh, at, at, you started training when you were five years old. Yeah. You were a nine-time national champion in judo. Yep, that's how this all began. So, I wow. really, do, I can't remember a time I haven't been training. Uh, just like one of my, actually like one of my best friends to this day. I had my first sleepover, and he was in judo. Him and his dad, and I went and watched at like five years old and that's kind of how I got hooked. Why did so, your parents put you in judo at five? Uh, well, like I was saying, I went to a, my first like sleepover and my friend happened to be in judo that I met in preschool. So he went to practice, I went and watched and came back home and was like, I want to go to this practice, you know? And here we are, you know, I started, did like my first tournament by six or seven and then uh, won my first national title at like 10. And then I was wow. I was hooked by then. You were also wow. a champ in wrestling. This is, this is in, in uh, Oregon, right? Uh, Indiana. Indiana. Why does it say you were born in uh, Portland? Portland, Indiana. Portland, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Is it Portland, yeah, Indiana? small, small town. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, Portland, it's like 40 miles south of Fort Wayne. Okay. I got it. Now, you were the freestyle champ and Greco champ of Indiana. How did you do uh, uh, in the States – in a uh, folk style uh good i got uh second my junior year in high school and then i took fourth my senior year and then um i went to wrestle at the university of indianapolis for about two years and then um that was kind of when i decided my future was going to be in arizona and i was going to be an mma fighter and i wow. just kind of up and left <laughs> your uh, coach must have been thrilled yeah, the parents were probably uh, even more thrilled because I was on a full ride wrestling academic wow. scholarship. So, hey, I did. The hey, same. I threw one of those away. I guess. you know, it's really? whatever. I, I I like the way life turned out. You know, I I was doing good. I had like a B B average in school, and you know, had everything that I was supposed to have. And I was like, fuck this. I want to go do something else. I want to be a fighter. <laughs> 
<laughs> I did the exact so. same thing uh, with comedy uh, yeah. coming back on. Uh, I don't know where the hell, I think Don Fry thought, because I said, hey, we have Casey Kenny coming on at 1230. I, thought he, I think he thought he meant like, you have to leave. Because <laughs> uh, we had, <laughs> he's such a polite guy. Like he actually, yeah. like he's a su super nice guy. Now, um, I watched a bunch of your fights uh, today. You're fighting against Manny Bermudez. He was like 180 when you guys fought. I mean, yeah, that guy was big, man. Size of you. Yeah, he was big, and uh, you know, I just kind of started coming up from flyweight too. So uh, I hadn't, you know. I walked into the cage like eight pounds bigger in my last fight versus, you know, that fight. Um, it was Joe, can you hear him? No. Oh, I think, uh, I think he froze. He froze and now Greg is muted. Right, Greg's muted. Uh, I'm, I'm muting Greg. I got Casey, you back? Is, is his Wi-Fi? Is it, is it my Wi-Fi or his? No, it's always theirs. Oh. Uh, what do we do? I, I think we just have to wait. What's up, Joe? Good news. Oh. Sports keys coming back. And so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball will finally start the summer this weekend. And it is in full swing. And there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And as sports starts to return, BetOnline has sat down with Eddie George, from the NFL. I, that guy was awesome, right? They sat down with Robert Horry, who's a seven-time NBA champion, and Harold Reynolds from Major League Baseball. I just had his baseball card. And to get wow. their opinions on what it would be like playing without fans and what they have called pandemic, visit betonline.ag today and check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. All right, so we're waiting. Oh, wait, oh, oh, he's back. He's back. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So that dude's like 180. <clears throat> okay, cool. Uh, so you didn't hear any of that. I must Nothing. have had a connection. Sorry, Sorry man. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. I think it was my fault. Uh, yeah, um, I knew he was going to be bigger, but I didn't expect him to be that much bigger. And, uh, you know, but I've been training with big guys for a long time. So it was just, I don't know, it was, a, it was another round with a big guy pretty much who I was in there. And, uh you know, I did oh. what I had to do. And I think uh, me being so much smaller than him kind of gave him some problems, too. Like, uh, he, he mentioned that in his corner, you know, because it was hard to, you know, lock in where he normally locked in type of thing. And uh, so I think for me being smaller, I actually had an advantage in that fight. Well, I mean, you threw him on his head a couple times. I was like, yeah, it, it, was, it was, they were like, Dude, he's so much bigger than him. And then you just tossed him on his head. I was like, <laughs> but it was like one for the little guys. It was, it was yeah. I, he was, I couldn't get away, man. He was so strong with, like, that body lock. Like, normally I could break out of there, and I wasn't going anywhere, so. I and then you fight with Ray Borg. Initially, when I saw it, I thought you lost because I'm friends with Ray. Uh, uh -huh. I was sort of looking to give him rounds. I watched it again last night. You won that fight. Um, yeah, I, I thought so. You know, he had some good double legs, but that was pretty much, you know, that was the extent of what he, he got done, so. And then your last fight against Smolka, holy shit, man. I mean, your leg kicks, you wouldn't even know that you're like a judoka and like a wrestler. You were, uh, wow. You were kicking the shit out of Smolka's legs and then submitted him with a one-arm guillotine. That was impressive as hell. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, the last one was kind of felt like, you know, everything came together in that fight. It was short notice. It was kind of, you know, middle of a pandemic type thing. And 
I don't know. I think the craziness sometimes helps. You know what? I'm the same way, man. Sometimes, like, if you, like when there's chaos, and Greg's kind of that way. It's like we thrive in chaos, dude. There's some yeah, people I mean, that, like, if everything, if you get to a show and everything is sort of like, eh, some of my best shows have been like, like, this went wrong, that went wrong. The fucking, oh, yeah. You know, the oh, fire yeah. alarm went off. The, the, somebody the died. The power goes off. out. <laughs> Microphone cuts out. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're just being you. You, don't, you didn't have, like, a huge buildup. Or at least for me, that's normally what it is. It's like the eight to ten weeks. It's like the buildup of the fight, the camp. You know, the training gets serious. It's like when I'm just – I'm having fun and, uh, you know – just doing my thing and then next thing you know i'm on a plane to go fight somebody it seems like uh that's what i do my best so i think i think i think don uh, i think don's uh phone died because i i texted oh. him and uh he's not texting me back now um uh, a couple things are you fighting in two weeks because according to wikipedia you were um so we were supposed to be on the 19th originally when it was going to be a ufc 253 and then um my opponent couldn't get a visa to the United States, so they moved us to October 3rd in Fight Island. Fight Island. Against, against nice. the guy from Mongolia? Uh, yeah, he's called the Mongolian Knight, but he's from uh, China. So, so China. Much... I, now, I've been to Mongolia. Uh, it's basically there, yeah. Don't overlook those Mongolians. Like, yeah. wrestling is their number one sport. That's all they do is wrestle. Uh, yeah, this guy, I think uh, he tried out for the Olympic team in wrestling and uh, didn't quite make it, but... You know how good you got to be to even try out, dude. I'm telling you, I've been to my, like Mongolia. Like that's all they do. Like they have a huge stadium just for wrestling. Like nice. they don't. Uh, so uh, don't overlook this guy. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. Uh, you know, I'm wrestling a lot. I'm wrestling a lot with Bryce. You know, wow. Bryce. Uh, so he wants to wrestle. You know, it's like I've been wrestling with some of the best. Uh, and uh, also, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't use his wrestling a whole lot. He stands up, tries to knock people out. Um, his, at least his last couple fights, you know, I'm not overlooking his wrestling, but uh, he hasn't quite went to it as much. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Now let's talk about Bryce for a second, by the way. So uh, we're talking about uh, Bryce Meredith, who was a two-time uh, finalist, amazing wrestler. He's making the transition to MMA, uh, which is exciting because when you like, I'm coming from a wrestling background. When guys that level go to MMA, uh, you train with him. How is he? He's good, man. I mean, his, like you said, his wrestling's on another level. Uh, and then he's uh, obviously doing the, the rest of the MMA. So that's, uh, like you said, it's, it's, it's nice to learn again. You know, it's nice to be, like, uh, at the bottom of, you know, the striking, some of the jiu-jitsu stuff. So, uh, Is he getting frustrated? Because a lot of guys like, uh, like Bubba Jenkins or some of the other guys who are so good at one thing, mm -hmm. it, it, sometimes it gets frustrating that they're not, that they get submitted in triangles or whatever. Yeah, and uh, he's, he seems to have a good, like, person – or a good uh, way about it. Like, he's not putting too much pressure on himself. You know, he doesn't have a, a fight lined up or anything, so he's just kind of in there having fun. Um, but he's – I see – I watch him in there doing the stand-up rounds, you know. I You know, the only time I can get him is if I catch him with a submission or something, you know. Got it. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's he's in there. He's training, and he, he seems to be loving it, man. He's got a great attitude towards it. So, uh, that's that's half the battle. Now, I love Arizona, but there's, like, 19 MMA gyms. <laughs> like, so, I don't know. So, what happened was, like, Power MMA started with, like, Ryan Bader and those guys. And then some guys left. And then there was The Lab with John Crouch. And right. then Eddie Cha came in with Henry Cejudo. So, right. now there's, like, three different – and people are going from gym to gym. 
Is it like gym wars over there? Like, what's what's going on? Uh, no. Well, I'm kind of new to it since uh, I, I lived in Tucson and I trained with Chris pretty much my whole career. And it's been, yeah. I guess, about two years now that I've been uh, bringing the lab in as well. Um, but basically, you know, I think Power and still all those little other gyms are around. But um, the lab and then, you know, Fight Ready was kind of you know, Hank working its way up there to be the two powerhouses, yeah, you know, yeah, if you yeah. have to say. And then, um, you know, Cha and the lab had a falling out and that, that kind of right. had some, had some stuff, you know, Got go it. in each direction. And, uh, so now here we are. I mean, uh, we all, like you said, we all remain friends through well, most I'll of it. You, like right now, if I was going to train, I'd either go to Vegas or, uh, freaking Scottsdale, Arizona, because, there, there's just so many great fighters there, and, uh, and and you guys seem to all get along. I mean, a lot of guys from the lab came and fight ready. There wasn't any kind of animosity, which there is a little bit sometimes. Like extreme couture guys come with like syndicate. There's like a, you know, or like it seemed like you guys are a little more laid back. Yeah, I mean, especially like like I said, I I'm just kind of you know I'm enjoying the training. You know, I knew I was bringing the lab and the lab only. You know, a lot of the guys that I hang out with, you know, end up going to fight ready, but. Uh, I, you know, I had no interest or anything like that for that. Um, but it seemed, it seemed, I'm sure there's a, there's some animosity somewhere along the way. There were a lot but... of girls at the comedy show giving you dirty looks uh, because you had either slept with them or, or, or you hooked up <laughs> with them. Or, uh, hey, you know, we'll, we'll keep that a secret. We'll keep that a secret. Okay, okay. We don't want to talk about that because it does <laughs> No, all right. He gets around. Hey, which gym you're from? That's for sure. You know, I'll sleep with you. Whether it doesn't matter what gym you go to. Okay, so your dick is is totally. It'll be any any gym. Okay, any good. gym. We're good for that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Your, your penis is a, is, a, is a traveling black belt. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, listen. Well, good luck with your fight coming up. Uh, big fan of yours, and uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Awesome. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Anytime, brother. Take care. For sure. You too. That was Casey Kenny. Nice kid. Yeah, seems like a good kid. It's such, it's such an interesting story the way there are these kids that, you know, just started young. And, and I mean, because obviously so many kids, parents are like, here, we're just going to wear my kid out, you know, <laughs> send him home tired so he'll go to sleep. Um, and it doesn't stick with them, you know, that doesn't, doesn't stick. But then there are kids like that that they're like, oh, I want to do this forever. And they want to, you know, by the time they're 11 years old, they've already been doing it for five, six years. I mean, that's pretty incredible. It's incredible, but it's also, I think, um, not to make excuses to why Alonzo Menafield lost, because he lost because he lost, but like a guy like that, Alonzo, who is a great football player, who gets into right. MMA at like 23, 24, yeah. is competing against guys that have been doing this since they were five. Specifically you know? doing martial arts. Yeah, and I think it's sometimes when you're athletic enough to hang, it doesn't, it doesn't always translate just because you're like – you know, football players are the best in the world, uh, athletes-wise, you know, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to translate it at that higher level. In the beginning, you'll be able to knock you know, it and, and I'm glad we went back to the Minifield fight because I really – oddly, Minifield was the betting favorite in that fight, which I thought was very strange. I thought for sure he was going to be the underdog. Well, and one, then, one loss, the other guy has like eight losses – it's easy to see why, you know. I don't know. I just think the experience difference was so much so much greater. I thought for sure St. Prue would have been the, the favorite. But so he goes in there, he's the favorite. And it seemed to me immediately obvious that he was not a polished 
well-rounded fighter. That he was a, a very strong dude with one thing, power. And I felt like this was the first time that he hit somebody that was used to getting hit that hard. Because uh, when it landed, I was like, oh, shit. But Ovin's just, he, he ate it and kept going, you know? I, 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 think there's a, I think there's a little more to that. I think the last fight, he gassed himself out. He literally, he'd never done that before. So this time, he was trying to not gas himself out. When you're right. trying to not do something, it's different than when you're trying to do something. And I think that could be a pro that, that was an issue. So in the back of his head, he's like, don't gas himself out, don't gas himself out. And he's sort of ignoring the other things he needs to do. It's like when, I, when I'm coaching, I, I hate coaches that say, like, don't back up, don't reach back. Well, maybe don't reach back is okay. But don't back up, don't go for this, <laughs> don't go for that. You're telling a kid not to do something as opposed to move forward. Take your right hand, put it there. You know? Right, 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 right. So when you're trying to not do something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know what to do. You're just trying not to do something. Right, so, right. And I think that's a very, very you know, easy way to put it, but I think he was trying to pace himself, but in doing that was a little confused as to what do I do while I'm pacing myself? You know? Right. And also, you're right. When you knock out nine guys in the first round uh, and then you don't knock out the, the 10th guy, which is the last fight, Devin Clark, and then the other guy is walking through it. You're like, there's got to be self-doubt there. But that being said, look, he got knocked out with, what, eight seconds left in the second round? So let's yeah. say he doesn't get knocked out in that. Go to the third round. He was probably down two rounds to nothing, but maybe not definite. It, it could have been 1-1. One, one. You know, it was a pretty close fight. Some judges might have No, dude, those shots, when he landed them, you were like – it, it was amazing to me that, that St. Prue didn't go out. Yeah, he might have caught him in the third. Right, you know? he, he might have. Yeah, I don't think, and I don't know that he expected to get caught with that kind of power out of St. Prue. No, he I mean, but, but when he, he did, man, woo, he went, he went That's down. That's when I realized hard. how good uh, John Jones was um, because I was at the John Jones OSP fight, and OSP landed a shot like fucking clean, and Jones just looked at him. And I'm yeah. like, whoa, like, say what you want about John Jones. That guy could take a shot. Uh, he could take a shot. <laughs> he can. I mean, he, he could take a line. All right, so um, now, uh, more fights this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, so, uh, Ed Ruth, a guy that has not reached his potential yet. He was like a, I think a three-time national champion in wrestling. He was something amazing in wrestling. And uh, he's fighting Taylor Johnson. I don't know much about Taylor, but uh i think that ed ruth now here's a fight like example like raymond daniels okay is like one of the best kickboxers muay thai in the world he's he's must watch tv but he's two and one in mma because his first fight i took him down and submitted him like six years ago so they're putting up against a guy who's like five and six or six and five which on paper makes sense if you took out the fact that this guy is like the best kickboxer in the world. So this is what that's <laughs> going So, like, expect a fucking nightmare of a fight for this guy, Peter Stonick. I don't know this guy. I don't know anything about him. I just know that Raymond Daniels is probably going to put another highlight beating on this dude, which is fine. I mean, look, I mean, if Bellator, they want to do this, great. Uh, it's entertaining. But are they going to be competitive? No. Is the Katzingano fight going to be competitive? 
I don't think so. And I've been wrong, okay? So I've been wrong. I did not think that Welly Zhang was going to knock out uh, yeah. uh, Jessica Andrade. Uh, I did not think that was going to happen in one round. Jessica Andrade was looking like a fucking world beater at the time. I mean, she picked up Rose Namajunas and dumped her on her head. And, uh, I mean, she was just knocking people out. And I thought this girl was going to get killed. So what do I know? All right. I'm just giving you my opinion because that's what I'm sort of paid to do. Uh, Leslie Smith. Amanda <laughs> Bell. Sort of. Sort of paid to do. Uh, <laughs> Leslie Smith. Take it on Amanda Bell. Leslie's my girl. I got an Amanda Bell. Um, I think she's the girl that knocked out Marina uh, her first fight. Uh, Marina's first loss. She hits hard. But Leslie Smith's on a different level. And it's kind of a shame because I feel like Leslie Smith kind of, you know, started a union against the UFC. And then, uh, you know, she was, on, she was doing really well before that. And she's, she's a girl that really, like, she's out there protesting. She's, she's just a, somebody that, like, makes a difference in this world. And all the respect to Leslie. And, like, I'll never forget she wanted to do comedy. She had, like, a kidney. And she had, like, a cancerous tumor removed, like, from her stomach. And then still did a show that night. Uh, she's a fucking, she's like everybody that I've ever met. She's tough. She, she, she's, she's legit. Uh, Tyrell Fortune, who is an amazing wrestler, amazing fighter, Jack May. That fight should probably be Tyrell Fortune just knocking him the fuck out. Uh, and I like Jack May, but Fortune's a guy that they were touting as the next big thing. He ran into uh, my man who was uh, the strip club driver, Uber driver from Omaha, Nebraska. Who am I thinking about? Timothy Not Johnson. About. Timothy Johnson. Um, Timothy Johnson knocked him <laughs> out, but he's coming back. Uh, I love that that description was instantaneous for Wien. Uh, <laughs> driver, Timothy Johnson. That's Timothy Johnson. Uh, LFA this Friday night. Like sometimes, because sometimes, usually you haven't Wien Dog. Usually you're right on top. But every now and then you're like, oh, you know, it takes you a couple of guesses. But that, yeah. one, that one took no time. That yeah. was an immediate connection to you. His wife's pregnant too, by the way. Tim Johnson, beautiful wife. Well, I mean, Tim Thomas is just like this huge bear of a guy. His wife is like 5'3", petite, beautiful thing. Like, you wonder how they have sex. You ever see like that where you're just like, how Oh, yeah. Things? You're like, ooh, he wrecked that. He broke it. He bought it. Jesus. Like, I, I mean, like with like McCorkle. Like, how does McCorkle fuck? Like, his girlfriend's this petite, beautiful thing. He's fucking like 350, like 6'9". I mean, He's how does that, is he person. just getting the tip in? Is that what's happening? Who knows? They obviously are very flexible. <laughs> and then, I would think, and anytime I would see that in a crowd, I'd always, I would always say something like, "Well, I hope she's on top every time." Yeah. Because otherwise, all you're going to see are little hands and feet sticking out to the side. Hey, help me! Dude, dude, one of your jokes, by the way, ruined my sex with my wife sometimes. Uh, your 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 Mandingo joke, where, she, where, where you go, uh, 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 like Mandingo. Anytime my wife does that, I think of you and that stupid fucking joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just that's so you know. funny uh also uh chitty bang uh chitty uh awesome fighter i don't know why he got cut from bellator makes no sense he's headlining the lfa shout out to chitty love that dude uh in the ufc they're having the first ever african-american female or black female uh should say african-american or black which is the I think we're back to black. I, I think African American was like kind of nineties, two thousands, and I think like it's it's just back to black. Okay, first ever black female Angela Hill. Angela Hill is headlining. First ever yep. 
Black Hill Headliner against, uh, against, against the Karate Hottie. Yeah. Uh, super happy, but for her, I think she wins this fight. Yep. I do too. I really do too. Angie steps it up. She's a, she's a gamer. Um, yeah. And, and she's I tough as nails too. I think she's on her way up. I think Michelle's kind of on her way down. Um, yeah, so, Angela uh, definitely still seems to be improving her game. Every fight, she seems to have a, a broader skill set. Like, every time, she seems to have learned more. She's bringing more into the fight. Whereas Michelle Waterston definitely seems to have plateaued. By the way, when uh, Tracy Cortez came to the fight, came to my show, I was talking about how hot she was. She came with, like, her, like, she's got, like, 15 brothers and sisters and cousins, uh, Mexicans, a beautiful Mexican family and friends. And I, I was like, this girl's so hot, it's the only time uh, during her fight, the corner applied Vaseline to himself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any COVID paranoia now that you're back? Because like anytime I'm around people at all, like for you know for like the next nine day, I'm like, oh, do I have it? Am I did? <laughs> do I have it? Uh, uh, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I can't help. Do you feel that at all? Because you were, I mean, you went fully out of state. You were around a bunch of people. I mean. How was the spacing in the club? I had a headache driving back, I'm not going to lie. And then I was like convinced I had COVID, but then I ate food. And I, that's it what it is, exactly. It's that you get any little thing and you're like, that's it, I got it. Oh, it wasn't worth it. Why did I do it? It's just, it's so, I mean, it's so built up, you know? Arizona's like, might as well be like Nebraska. I mean, they... They, they, they don't give a fuck, huh? They, they're just like, they don't care. You know, yeah. uh, I, my Joe Biden jokes did a lot better than my Trump jokes there. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm a thousand percent sure of that. Um, so, I mean, Trump jokes did well, too, but Joe Biden, like, also, I think a lot more comedians are making fun of Trump than Joe Biden. So, I think people appreciate the fact that you make fun of everybody. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, if you're going to do one, you should do the other. Uh, there's a lot to make fun of Joe Biden. Um, there, yeah, unfortunately, yes. So, Roxanne Modafari, my training partner, taking on Andrea Lee. Uh, well, look at Andrea Lee. Andrea Lee is beautiful. Came to my yeah. show. Super cool. She photographs well. This is the rematch uh, from Invicta, which Roxanne won. Uh, I like both these girls as people. Me and Roxanne train together. Tough as hell. This could be a good fight. A uh, really good fight. I know Roxanne actually has been taking this quarantine very, very seriously. She works out like crazy. Um, well, listen, if you've been training with her, then she is ready to win <laughs> the New England Tri-State 8th Grade Wrestling Championship. Four time. Four time eighth grade wrestling. Time class A. I was only the third person in the history of the tournament to ever do it. Okay. My record won't be, bro my record won't be broken. Well, it, it can't was, be broken. You could only win it four years. Well, yeah, no, you can win it five years. No, because they, they almost didn't let me because I entered it in eighth grade and took, uh, took fifth. Um, so Matt Snell versus Tyson Nam. Tyson Nam keeps asking me to roast him. And he's, always, he's like, a hard guy to roast. Uh, Matt Snell's the guy that was on that fighter, that show on uh, MTV at a reality show called Caged. Uh, and uh, this should be a good fight. Matt Snell's a good fighter. Uh, this should be good. Tyson Nam was on a three fight losing streak. And um, but he's good. He's got. No, power. he's on. A, he's off a win. He was on a two fight losing streak, but now he's off a win. KL punch over Zaruk Adashev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be a good fight. Uh, I, I, I think I got. I got Snell on this one. Bobby Green's back. Um, fighting. All Alan, right. Fighting Alan Patrick. I don't know anything about Alan Patrick. I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, Ed Herman's fighting. Uh, love the angry ginger, Julia Avia, who coming off a big win. Um. It's against Sajara Eubanks. 
who's the best five and four fighter ever. <laughs> great fighter. Uh, just does he, she misses weight or she, she won the ultimate fighter. This should be a good fight. Oh, wow. He's got power. Um, Brian Barberena, another the guy. He was ba, uh, ba, 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 He lived in Arizona. Then he went out to, uh, I think he, tra- he has like a ranch in Tennessee. Taking on Anthony Ivey and Brock Weaver, who Brock Weaver people liked him, but then they accused him of dog fighting. I guess he um, his dog had like a missing ear or had a had an ear bite, and he fought the neighbor's door dog. So I guess it was just like a isolated incident. He's not he's not an actual dog fighter. It just happened to be yeah, and that can happen. Yeah, but it's still don't fucking post about it. Be a little smarter than that. Um, but he's fighting Frank Camacho, a guy who just fucking always brings it. So this is a good fight card. That's a good fight. Uh, Bellator, again, is on Saturday. I like Bellator because they have secret fights. Uh, you have to, like, have, like, a code, and you have to know somebody to tell you. Like, I had no idea there was a fight Friday and Saturday in Bellator. What? Yeah. They, I have no idea. This is like a, this is like a real fight club. Uh, but, but they're going, and so they're directly going up again. Maybe they're trying not to draw too much attention from the UFC. I mean, by putting a fight directly against theirs, maybe that's what it is. I mean, well, they got a great. First of all, the card's great, and um, they just made a deal with CBS Sports. So I don't know if they're going to be if they're, if they're on CBS and Showtime. That'll be great. If they just go on CBS Sports, it's going to be over for them. But if they go on CBS, it'll be great for them. Um, so Juan Archuleta, who I love, this dude's great. He's fading, taking on Patrick Mix, who's like thirteen and zero. This dude's a stud, a stud and a half. He might be the future uh, in Bellator. That's Saturday night. And Archuleta, though, is a fucking beast of a fighter. He's like, what? What's his record? Like 27 and 2 or something? 24 yeah. and 2. 24 and 2. Um, yeah. 13 and 0. Uh, John Fitch is fighting Neiman Gracie. Uh, I don't know who Neiman Gracie I know Neiman Gracie is good. Uh, what's his record? He's 9 and 1. 9 and 1. Who do, who do you lose to? What? Oh, who did he lose to? Oh, Roy McDonald was his okay, last Okay, yeah, he lost to Roy, loss. but that was a good fight. He beat, he beat Ed Ruth. Uh, so him against John Fitch is a good fighter. A good fight. John Fitch is a, is a guy that can beat anybody. I mean, he's a little long of the tooth, but... I was going to say, John Fitch has been... Yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's, he's not what he was. I mean... Yeah, I mean... That's, it's been a while since he was in the main card. Uh, well, it's the main card of Bellator. Uh, Deanna Bennett. You mean the you mean the secret main card that they're not telling anybody about? <laughs> that that main card, the one that's not listed on their website as a main card. <laughs> uh, so Deanna Bennett, who is the best, she came to my show. She's so awkward. Like her post-fight speeches, she just starts rambling. It's like a, every bad Tinder date you ever been to. She's kind of hot too. She came to my show. She was she's smoking hot. She's fighting Liz Carmouche, who, who no one even knows is in Bellator. Uh, this is a good fight. Liz That's crazy. Yeah. I think she was a Marine Carmouche. Uh, hits hard as hell. And then uh, Ty Guerter, who's uh, the boyfriend of Jesse Jess. Uh, what? Hawaiian guy. Oh, now Wean Dog's paying attention. They live in a, a trailer together, I think, in Northern California. Um, Wait, what's his I name? Still, I, I still... <laughs> I don't see him on the card. Ty Gwerter. Oh, I don't see him it's on Bellator. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's the secret card. The According secret to, card. By the way, speaking of secret things, I love, when I, I didn't point it out, but Greg was in a movie 
that I thought was going to be your big break uh, because that's right at the peak of Paris Hilton's fame and Greg yeah. was like the third lead in it. And mm -hmm. you know, you think somebody with like a billion followers on MySpace and MySpace was the thing. Yeah. 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 To translate. It didn't do that well in the theaters. You were great in it. Uh, you were hilarious. You stole the movie. It's called the hottie and the naughty. Uh, That's right. Uh, but Greg is a guy that he's not going anywhere. He's on the number one show on Wednesday night <laughs> on ABC. You know, that doesn't, I know you meant that as a compliment. In other words, like I'm staying in this business. I'm always, I'm always working, but it sounds like he's not going anywhere. I, I, I know, I know. His, <laughs> his career stalled at the hottie and the naughty in 2007. <laughs> like, he's not a guy that's going anywhere. I meant you have tenacity. I know. It was just funny the way you said it. It's like, I think Brendan Schaub's like, they laughed when they said I was a, a comic. No one's laughing now. <laughs> but, uh. No, it was just funny. Somebody was moving, you know, a bunch of people moving out of LA these days. So someone was moving and they were saying, they were like, you're not going to believe what I found in my garage. And it was an old, uh, this is a blockbuster video uh, from the hottie and the naughty. And that's what they said. They sent it to me. There's no, there was no, but it was, just, it's such a relic in time. It was a two day rental. So the late fees have got to be incredible on this. Dude, when I was, uh, I made a DVD a long time ago and uh, it's like, you could find it like in the dollar store now. And like, yeah. and people always take pictures of it. Like one comic that like, I never even heard of was like, oh, hopefully one day I'll be in the dollar store too in Kmart or something, whatever, or dollar, whatever, <laughs> dollar store, whatever. And I wrote back, you'll never make it that far. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, well, you'll be lucky if you get to the dollar store. Exactly. Um, well, listen, that's our show today. Uh, it was a fun show. I don't know what happened to Don Fry. Uh, <laughs> you know, old people always have their phones at like 15% battery. Yeah, you're like, he, right now, let me tell you something. He's still doing the show. He doesn't realize it's ended. He doesn't realize he's just, he is still, he's still fully doing the show. We just can't see it. I Tell me he it. isn't like the best though. Like, and like, and like. Oh, he's a, he's so, he's surprisingly nice, but he's a, a total character. But like in the day and age of like all these people like being PC and saying this and saying that, he just doesn't give a shit. And like. Well, he's a combination tough guy and old. So. <laughs> The, the, when you get to that age, you don't give a shit anymore. No, what are you? What are you going to take away from me? Forget it. You know, not the way. Not tough guy. Toughest guy. T I exactly, mean, toughest guy. Yeah. There, I mean, I don't know anybody that's tougher than Don Fry. The guy's a legend, and his story I mean, he is entered a, He entered a K one tournament against a K one champion without ever throwing a kick before. Like he <laughs> like. Did that remind you? Did you did you guys watch Fight Circus? I didn't mean to cut you off, Greg, but did you watch Fight Circus? No, I, I, no. I, I, what I, is it? It's free on YouTube as of right now. I think I watched the whole thing on YouTube. I'm it's just a Fight Circus. Yeah, it's called Fight Circus Full Metal Dojo. It's like a new fight promotion out of Thailand where they just put together the most ridiculous, idiotic fights. Like they had one like amateur MMA guy versus two like midget Filipino dudes. <laughs> and they had like a giant like 700 pound guy versus like a Muay Thai kickboxer. It's just the most ridiculous fight you could possibly imagine. It's you know what? I like that they called it a circus because that's what it is. It's like a Roman circus where they would just throw Christians to tigers. I heard the announcement's you know. pretty funny. I heard like a guy was against a girl, and they were like, what if he gets a boner? 
Like, yeah, yeah. The commentators are hilarious. The re-announcer is hilarious. Everybody's like talking shit, you know, saying bad words. There's like a weird, awkward moment where they had like these two like Thai fighters. They're chicks. They're like 120 pounds. They were fighting. One was obviously a professional, and one was like a very, very amateur fighter. And the amateur girl started just to cry in like the second round, and she started to cry throughout the entire fight. It was very kind of depressing to watch. But if you're a sick fuck like me, that's pure entertainment gold, dude. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I, I'm like, this is the type of thing that I'm like, oh, God, what are we doing? But at the same time, I'm like, but I got to see this. This yeah, might be dude. pretty amazing. I don't amazing. know if I'm going to watch it by myself. But if like, <laughs> I... What are you going to watch with your daughter? No, but if somebody if like you came <laughs> over or like I had a friend come over, we're just bored, I might put it on and smoke some weed and just laugh. I, don't, I, I would so almost funny. go dirty. I, I got to take a look at it. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Tomorrow we have an Olympian wrestler coming on, a uh, female Olympian wrestler. Uh, super excited about that. Uh, and uh, we, got, we, got a, we got a great, great show. Everything's great. Um, Excellent. Uh, it's very exciting. Football starts this week, buddy. Football's back. Starts on Thursday night. How, how, are, the, how, how are the Jets going to do? Not good. Not, I mean, you know, it's the coach. It's not the talent. They've got talent. Adam Gase is a fucking tool. So it's not it's not the team's fault. It's definitely the coach's fault out there at the Jets. They're just they're just not a smart organization. They just do dumb shit. How's their so, quarterback? Uh, Sam Dart, listen, he was statistically very decent his rookie season last year. So he I mean, he's in position. He should do better this season. He has every reason to be. He's got fairly decent weapons. I mean, they it, you know, Le'Veon Bell, if they can figure out how to use him appropriately, they should have a decent season. Oh, tomorrow we have Victoria Anthony. Team USA wrestler, Olympic journey, good vibe activist. Uh, she wants to, you to be honest, authentic, grateful, help give. Beautiful girl, too, as well. Uh, very excited about having her on, on the podcast. Victoria Anthony. Uh, Whoa. So, so, yeah, excited about that. Uh, we also have Sean McCorkle coming back. Uh, oh, boy. And uh, it's going to be fun. Greg? Now, does McCorkle still just do his roast of what the other guy, or is he just He's been sitting in. Uh, he's actually been sitting in. A couple times, okay. everybody, everybody canceled on me. That was, that's what he okay. wanted. He only, he only wanted to do like two minutes, but then everybody canceled. I had no show. So I was like, okay, can you sit in for like an hour? Uh, and he was the best. So Does he do, does he do Adderall? Not do, does he take Adderall too? No. You don't I think? I take Adderall. Why? Uh, no, I don't. The Corkles, I mean, I think he takes a lot. Of, I think he takes every steroid known to man. I Maybe that's I, what it is because he always seems like he's a little, and it, to me it feels, it feels Adderall-y. Well, it's like low-grade coke talk. My funniest story. So it was like the week before he fought Putinowski, and he was jacked. I mean, he was wearing like – we were at a bar, came to my show. drove like four hours to come see me. I never met him before. We go out to a bar. He's wearing like a tight affliction shirt where like – I mean, he looked like a, like a Greek god, right? And I was like, hey, I was like, how's it going? And he goes, I'm on 12 different kind of steroids right now. <laughs> this was like his opening, right? <laughs> so this is what he started. So we're at a bar, and there's, like, this nerdy kid with us who's, like, a huge MMA fan. Like, he was, like, I think he might have been the opening comic. It was, like, a nice, like, a real, like, it's a real nerdy guy. You know, glasses. Kind of, and he's, like, starstruck about Sean. And we're at a college bar, and some fucking college kid, like, he, like, knocks his beer over. Total accident. And the guy goes, what, what, what? Like, to the nerdy kid. Sean sees this, and his eyes get, like, wide open, Right. Like I've oh, never seen, boy. and I go, Sean. Before that, I go, Sean. Do you think steroids is having 
can't you get roid rage? And he's like, honestly, I'm the nicest guy you'll ever meet. And then that happened, and he goes <laughs> over to the guy. <laughs> he, fucking, he grabs this guy, right? He lifts him, like, two feet off the fucking ground. Like, the college right. kid, my size. Just listen, he goes, I will beat the fuck out of you and then fuck you in the ass, right? <laughs> I, I, I've never seen fear. But, like, I mean, this kid was just, like, did not know what – I mean, he probably shit himself. The, his whole group of, like, 20 kids ran away. They fucking scurried. <laughs> right? Then the rest of the night, Sean's angry at that kid. Like, just – I'm like, dude, who, the guy was an idiot. Sean can't think of anything else but this kid. I go – so then I talk to Sean the next day. Hey, thanks for coming to the show, yada, yada. He goes, I spent six hours in my pickup truck looking for that kid last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> But Roy Rage isn't real. I go, I go, dude, but don't you, you have a fight. You're fighting in like Japan tomorrow, whatever. He goes, I don't care. I hate bullies. <laughs> I'm going to fall and finish the job. Oh, <laughs> like, what would he have done to him? Uh, he, I mean, he had a shotgun in the car. Uh, who knows? I mean. Probably would have thrown him around like a rag doll. That's for sure. Right, probably. But I mean, he already threatened to like rape him. And, and beat him up. I mean, what else? What else could he have done to him? You know, uh, <laughs> those, those two things would be enough. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you guys so much, and uh, take care. Bye bye.